What's up, gamers? What's up, you beautiful it's girls, gamers? Yeah, you gamers out there, it's me, Henry Kathman, joining me with my number one gamer girl pal, Emma. Yeah, I, you know how I love to, to, to play the video electronic uh, movement games. Oh yeah, I love them videos game. I that love it when you take Call of Duty man and he, and he shoots. Oh man, shoots have you seen the, the new the... graphics on that new game? Oh, I hear that. Yeah, you can see every pore in his face, you know. It's oh like... man, it's gonna be sick, dude. I think you're talking from an era that has never existed. Oh no, no man, you gotta be, you gotta speak the gamer speak. But before we get to the massive loot drop of a movie that we watched today, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Don't f we're only a couple more followers away from becoming affiliates. That's a Twitch thing, right? Anyway, hello everyone. This game makes you feel like you're Barbie. Ah, uh, yeah, because we are joining Barbie as the video game hero. Step aside, Ready Player One. Step aside, Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Step aside, uh, uh um, reboot. Good, good, good. I was about. I'm surprised you didn't go with Tron. I mean, that one was right there, but uh, joining us Epic Gamers uh, in this movie, you know it, we got as directors returning with their elite skills, Conrad Helton and Zeke Norton. Conrad Helton, of course, being a previous uh, Epic hit maker with Princess and the Popstar, Dreamhouse Adventures, and... Rockin' Royals. Rockin' Royals. More like rockin' bullshit dog. <laughs> whatever. Oh, man. I mean, what were they thinking? Some of these movies are so bad that I would rather eat a old deep-fried skunk's anal ball beads. <laughs> what is an anal ball bead? It's the ball... Did you put up the... You, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to stop you right Anywho. Here. <laughs> and then uh, our other epic gamer is Zeke Norton, who's been with a lot of the more recent one of these movies. But as writers, we have Nina G. Bargiel. Oh, boy. We got a gamer girl here. Oh, dang. Actually, I'm but really excited. is she excited. really a gamer girl? Yeah, that, I, 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 I want to stop this the... bit for a second because she actually has a lot of really cool writer's credit. You'll be excited to hear. She was a writer for The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, as well as Lizzie McGuire. Her most recent stint as a writer is that she is currently writing for Mau Mau Heroes of Pure Heart, which- Oh, I hear that show's cute. That show is great, actually. Listener, if you want- to watch some quality stuff on Cartoon Network. Like, I mean, I know there are some fans of Cartoon Network who are like, uh, now Steven Universe is over, there's no reason to watch the channel. And it's like, no, you fools. Craig of the Creek, Mau Mau Heroes of Pure Heart. Those two shows are amazing. They're great. Those come with a hearty, hearty recommendation. But Nina is the main writer for this. But in addition to that, there's Apparently, an additional writing credit being uh, put upon uh, Jennifer Skelly, who uh, this also seems to be her first Barbie movie. 
What are her epic gamer girl creds? Has she even played Dark Souls? Ah, uh, you know what? She she's on that speedrunning game. She was able to complete backyard skateboarding in twenty eight minutes. That's not the world record, but wow, the current world record is nineteen minutes. But yeah, anyway. You know the the world record for backyard skaters, Emma. I'm a pro gamer, of course I do. Okay. Anywho, I don't know what to expect with this movie. It's gonna be about Barbie troning herself into three different video game worlds. The merchandise puts a lot of emphasis on a certain type of game where she has these rollerblades. But judging by the premise of this movie, it kind of sounds like this was, they're kind of doing a Wreck-It Ralph type thing with like the different video game it, It's interesting to see them like try to branch Barbie out into different fields and it looks like they're going to attempt to like have different animation styles for this so yeah I'm interested to see what's gonna go down but I mean you know Barbie's been to space now she's been to video game world like the possibilities are endless now all we need is Barbie goes to hell and that will be I'm just saying, we've suggested Barbie as Dante before. Barbie so. and the Antichrist. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm. You're just making me picture, like, Bibble standing over, like, a tree being like, Chaos rings! Oh, <laughs> so, wait, in that situation, would Barbie be Willem Dafoe? Yes. Or would she be the... Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. That speaks bad things for Barbie. <laughs> I mean, it it would speak anyone. It would speak badly for anyone who is involved in a story by Larry Trier. I'm not gonna dignify his formal title. Larry Tree. Yeah, yeah. His real name is Larry. Lars von Trier is not. His name is Larry oh Trier. Oh no! I hate him even more now. Yeah. Anyway. I don't all... sick the 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 Larry fans on us. <laughs> oh, if we manage to piss off any Lars von Trier fans and get them paying attention to this podcast, a wild confluence of events must have happened to make the universe co- let that magic happen. So, yeah. Oh <laughs> but with all that said, all you gamer gals and guys are. You guys better be ready to jack in and plug up so we can... Those are not good phrases to put with this. Yeah, well, you know what? As as a gamer, you can't infringe upon my free speech. You can't censor me, so I'm a jack into all the games I want to. I can't believe they put a gay woman into my video game. Ugh. The SJWs are out of control. Why do games gotta be political? This this is this bit joke is, is over. <laughs> yeah, this bit became a lot less fun. Anyway. Barbie video game hero movie available January 31st, not rated. You can be anything. You gamers ready? Cause we're coming at you live again. Ugh. So, 
this movie uh this movie was incomprehensible so much what and why and how and and what did we do to deserve yeah. this <laughs> like it's <laughs> This this movie had me feeling in my mind the blinking white guy meme. It is almost too weird to really even describe. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that you got the plot smashed together from Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Trace. There's some Wreck-It Ralph influence. Yeah, you got Hatsune Miku there. It has a lot of yeah, Hatsune Miku is there. There's yeah. Minecraft. Uh, there's if this was a few years later, we would have gotten some kind of Fortnite. But there's also a lot of emoji movie vibes in there. I feel like there. of the movies, this one gives me the most emoji movie vibes. It is. Oh no! It even has a Just Dance sequence, just like the emoji movie, and a sequence where they play a Candy Crush novel. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh... Uh, It even has a James Corden alike in there. Yeah. Yeah, I... uh, Yeah, I don't know how to feel about this movie, because it's clear that Rainmaker is... This movie broke my brain. (laughs) Yeah. It broke my soul and left my (laughs) mind, like, feeling like the static on those, uh weird channels you end up just just like you know i mean i'm a changed person after watching really that's that's very interesting to hear it's clear that the people at rainmaker wanted to use this movie as a opportunity to try out different animation styles and trying to do different things but it's (sighs) i mean this movie looks pretty good especially for like a like you know, Barbie. I mean, movie, yeah, like, but at this point, it's like this movie was released in 2017. Yeah, most of these movies look pretty good now. Yeah, this movie is exactly the way you think it is. I don't you know. There are some things that I don't think Barbie does a video game. I mean, movie. I guess, but I don't think there there are certain things that I don't think any person watching this could predict. So why we might as well get into the plot summary so yeah this movie just like jumps right into the premise yeah the whole thing is that barbie she likes to code which cool that's a cool thing and barbie was already doing like a couple of these different initiatives to like you know 2017 was a big time for people to be like "Ooh, girls get into stem learn how to program and that's cool, but I feel like something that acts as a detriment is that it clearly doesn't want to actually engage with like the idea of programming and how it works and what's cool about it. You know, I'm not a, a, an epic gamer programmer, but I don't really think this movie accurately depicts how a uh, game design works. That... <laughs> to like you know what i will say this this movie kind of accurately like recreates the phenomenon of watching the typical video game episode of your favorite tv show like 
Do you remember that one Fairly Odd Parents episode where Timmy's in a video game? Was that like an older episode or was it? It was an older episode. Oh God. I feel like I should remember like a get. I probably saw that episode, but I'm having a hard time recalling like Fair, what happens But also it. like, I mean, Timmy goes into the video game and he has to beat it. Yeah, that's, Pretty... that's most of them. Yeah, and this movie follows a very similar plot progression, except swap out the protagonist with Barbie, and yeah, yeah. So I in feel this like universe, big... Barbie is a spy. She's a world traveler, master mm-hmm. equestrian, and mm-hmm. also video game worlds are real, and Barbie can get there and only barbie can save them also yeah they never really they never really explain how this uh video game world thing works no one asks no no so yeah so so let's back up a little bit so to your point emma yes this movie does take place in the same universe as the barbie and her sisters franchise because we see a photo depicting the events of Barbie and her sisters in the puppy chase. But in addition to that, like, we do see uh, Chelsea there. And the movie starts with, like, Barbie show- showing off, like, this platformer game she makes where you play as llamas. And... And sh- I- I- instead of, like... Something they're doing is that they she's programming in power-ups into the level so that they can beat the level, which is... And they talk about how, like, oh, wow, Barbie, this level you made is super fun. And, I mean, maybe it's too much to ask that they try to, like, act- accurately depict what it's like to design a video game, but... I don't know. It feels like this would have been a much more enjoyable narrative if you, because games are an art form that can actually tell you a lot about how certain people like interpret how they solve problems. You know, the, know. the messaging of this movie is uh, yeah, not one to be comprehended because Barbie has this whole thing where she has a conversation with her sister. And her sister is mad because she can't, like, go to the left in the video game. Yeah. She's like, why don't you program it where you can do different things? And it's like... That's not how games work. What what is the... What kind of lesson is this? Like, if you can't program every kind of aspect of a video game, then you gotta, like... Yeah. Chelsea, what are you wanting out of this game? It's like... I don't want to go into the cave. I want to do something else. And it's just like, well, so it's like, do you want this to be an open world Chelsea game? is an entitled gamer being all like, <laughs> they don't make the game the way I want it to be. So it's bad. Oh my God. You're, where's the lie though? <laughs> but I don't know. If you want to know what this movie's theme is, according to the tagline they put at the end of all of these movies, it's this one is, this is our story. 
what's yours? See, Same I don't as think the these last are morals. I think these are just catchphrases. I guess. So, yep, that's the lesson. That's the lesson of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, after Chelsea leaves and is like, oh, this game's not fun. Also, like, there's a thing where, like, Chelsea, like, tries to steal Barbie's tablet so she can play on it. At, at the same time, they're also mentioning that, like, oh, mom's making cupcakes downstairs. So we do have a confirmed mom in this movie. Still never see him. Still never see him. But in addition, but like you get the impression that like there's a, um, like there, there's going to be a subplot where like maybe Chelsea's too addicted to video games. I could definitely see that being a plot within a movie like this. You know, being like, there's a lot of stories they could do revolving around video games. This one is, uh, yeah. This one, um, As, well, this one, things happen in this movie, and uh, the yeah. characters. Yeah, what? yeah, there isn't a whole lot of active agency being put on display. Similar to the worst, you know, like I feel like a good way to describe this movie is by using a game review analogy. When you are making an experience in a video game be it something linear and open world uh what however you go about designing it there's almost a haunted house element where you have to be able to curate the experience in a way that can streamline it so that the attention of the viewer is put on a fixed like sort of perspective because if you don't do that it can be really easy to see the flaws within uh, the design or the story or what like it's why if you try to mess around with some of the borders around like say uncharted like you end up getting into some weird territory and similar to uncharted because they have such a linear narrative and don't like there are certain movies that have like a very reactive story where it's just one character going from one place to another and being reactive. Mad Max Fury Road is a good example of this. But unlike... You know, uh, this movie is kind of like Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Barbie goes into a strange land and meets these characters that are fighting their own battles and she has to like help them out. There's a car I mean, chase at one I point. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's not Barbie the point I'm trying to make with this, face. but yeah. Uh, you know, it's all in there. I mean, I mean, that's not the point I'm trying to make, but you're not wrong. Like, the point I'm trying to make is that, like, that movie is able to, like, sort of disguise some of that by giving us compelling characters and having the characters, like, giving us insight into what these people think, what they feel, and what they want. Like... If you can make the characters strong enough, then audiences will generally be forgiving if the story has a very linear and, like, for lack of a better word, somewhat predictable progression of events. And this yeah, this movie, this movie is does just not have a characters. Of things happening, Barbie meets uh, other people in the video game, but 
Only we don't like know anything them about have, them. Yeah, we don't. So, yeah, they're like NPC people. Like, they're like, you know, they're video game characters, but they're also people. Yeah. No one, they're like autonomous, but it's also just, I don't. But And they're aware they're in a game, but some of them are not aware. Yeah. And like, they pretty much only have like really one defining characteristic. Well, some of them don't even have that. And yeah, there's no like meaning to this movie. It's just kind of a things happen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So I guess Barbie herself goes like learns how to like be more open minded, like, kind of. No, like not even that. It's just like yeah. she has a goal and then she does it. Like. This movie has no qualms about what it's trying to be. It's trying to be a flashy video game movie. Which, you know, puts it on the same level as a lot of stories that are told through AAA video games. So, ooh. It is. It is a thing you're watching and you're almost like, man, this would have been funner if I was just playing the game version of these scenarios they're putting out. I mean... Let me see what sort of tie-in video games they made for this, because it would be absolutely ludicrous if they did not. Yeah, huh. That seems like a bit of a missed opportunity. So, there's a tutorial cloud that appears on Barbie's tablet. Here's the one thing I was confused of with this movie. So, the character introducing Barbie to the video game world is this like tutorial thing. Yeah, it's a tutorial cloud. QT who is like this little cloud man. Yeah. But he also showed up in Barbie's llama game she was making. So did Barbie create these games as well? Like yeah. why else would her tutorial man be in that one? Or is like the tutorial man like an all-knowing entity that can like hop to any game he needs and they just accept his existence? <sighs> Like I said. I mean, I think the implication is is that all of these games are made by Barbie, and that's why she was chosen to help save these video game worlds. Like, yeah, and like she's the only one who can save them. Yeah, when she beats a level that, she, yeah, does something. It's very, very unclear. <laughs> it's very unclear, and it's also made doubly more confusing because, like. If you make a, if you made the game, then, like, yeah, of course you're gonna be good at it. But they don't. The reason why they bring Barbie in is not because she made the game. It's because apparently she's so gosh darn good. Like they showcase her high scores as being like ninety nine million or something like that. Like she's got them leak gamer skills. So that's why. But it's. <sighs> But anyway, she's troned into the video game. And this is where we're introduced to Hatsune Miku Barbie. Hatsune Miku, I love how you wrote Father Ted. Aw, man. It's so great that we get to see you interact with your game Minecraft. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, there's a Minecraft sequence in this later. Oh, we'll get to the Minecraft like sequence. Oh, Minecraft. it's 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 but, shameless, but So the first game Barbie ends up in, it's like an anime roller skating uh like 
county fair themed racing game yeah it's a racing game and they they specifically say that it is like anime inspired but like i think i think it's meant to be sort of like a mario kart type deal because you got these different yeah they even got like the this like low frame rate and stuff Uh, so the characters move that way it's uh it's very jarring and I don't know why they decide to go with low frame rate for this sequence. L- I assume to kind of imitate like an anime style. I mean, I guess, but like there are different ways to go about doing that. Like it's, I mean, a lot of 3D animated animes have been trying to figure out how to like grapple with the 2D choppy look. Like, uh, I mean, the most notable examples are like uh, the Dragon Prince, which uh wasn't very well received in the animation department during its first season and they ended up like perfecting that as time went on but also uh Beastars as i recall kind of utilizes that style Emma you've seen Beastars so yeah. you can Oh yeah You still haven't seen Beastars? I'm sorry i have You're being excommunicated from the furry community Henry I wasn't aware that i was in the furry community <laughs> Oh Everyone ends up there eventually. <laughs> you ain't wrong, but uh, who would your fursona be? Oh, Emma. I mean, the the cliche. You know, you've thought about it. <laughs> I mean, the cliche answer for me would be probably like. I feel like it's some type of dog, but that's like the that's kind of like the vanilla fursona. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've to be honest, I have definitely not put any thought into that. If any of you okay. lovely listeners have an idea for what my persona will be, tweet at us at Pink Owl Pod or at Kathman Henry to see what my persona would be. <laughs> uh, I know that my I do have a Pokemon Sona, like. On average, I'm usually a Squirtle, but sometimes I end up as a Charmander based off of those Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games. That is also a basic per- Pokemon fursona choice. Henry. Listen, the personality quizzes don't lie. <laughs> That's just what I got. That's true. So, my Pokesona would be an Eevee, mm. like a. That may, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, so anyway, we're in this roller skating game. Here, and here's the thing about these video games. They are singular contained levels in this larger video game. And for some reason, this level has all these different genres, all these different art styles, and like all these different like gameplay styles. And it's... And... I mean, this is the sort of cliche way to portray a video game. Like, when you, when writers have to make a video game movie, i.e. Scooby-Doo in the Cyber Chase, or uh, a more uh, quality example, Reboot, uh, like, they kind of have to 
show as much variety with the different types of games and programs there are in there. And Reboot was able to get away with it by saying that, oh, this takes place in a computer and these are all the programs that you have access to. But in Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, it's just like, what video game genre is this? Because one level, you're on the moon. One level, you're in a Roman Colosseum. One, like, it's... It's the video game genre that the baseball man... Wait, no, the baseball man didn't no. create it. His rival created it. It's the video game genre where you get Scooby Snacks. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like, like we said, this movie was made in 2017. Like, video games were definitely mainstream at this point, which was exemplified by their video game tie-in of Just Dance. Yeah, this has a Just Dance tie-in. Yeah. Just like Emoji Movie, which released the same year, I yes, believe. Yes, it was released a couple of months later. So, but so Just Dance was playing, you know, they were playing the animated movie tie-in game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ubisoft is nothing but shameless. But anyway, mm-hmm. back to this main roller skate movie. Like, there's this girl named Teresa who's like this... Like, how she like has a tutu. She's got blue and purple like, hair. These characters, and, even by some of the worst Barbie movies, are very paper thin. Yeah, like, she's kind of the character you expect to take like the rival like role in a lot of these Barbie movies. But like, she just doesn't she really doesn't really end up being a rival to Barbie because like Barbie has to win to in these games. Yeah, and then she has her friend, which is random blue hair yeah ninjas here and uh and their the whole (laughs) thing is that they're they're like they're the rivals yeah and and she she does like to put them down all they do is they just snark at each (laughs) other and it's it's very i don't know it's very mean-spirited almost Oh yeah, have we gotten into the premise for the conflict? So, so Cutie tells Barbie yeah. that there is an emoji virus. Yeah. yeah. And so a bunch of these little purple dudes are running around and doing bad They're doing minion things. things. They're Oh yeah, cuz you know that it, it was that era, just... so every movie's got to try to create their own minions. Yeah. I I I don't know. I was just watching this thing and thinking like, huh. I mean, I guess in terms of an actual like uh antagonistic force, like I guess a glitch is a or a virus. That's a pretty standard one, but the idea of making them emoji viruses are just I don't know. They just I I mean, I know the goal is to make them appear non-threatening, but you kind of just look at them and it's just like... You don't get a good idea of what the stakes are. Like, if these things take over the game, what happens? Like, Wreck-It Ralph did a good job with their bug video game virus type things, because, like, they actually... Like, you saw them actually, like, destroy certain game worlds. But in this one, they had to make them non-threatening, so it kind of ends up losing some of its punch. 
Yeah, it's kind of unclear. It's another thing. It's very unclear what the stakes are in this movie. Yeah. We're like, why? Why? Why is this movie? It's, yeah. That's the biggest question. Why, why? Yeah, I feel like that is going to... Why is any... Why care? Why? What, what is going yeah, on? Because they just <laughs> go through this racing level and they get certain power-ups and instead of actually instead of actually demonstrating like her proficiency with the mechanics of the game like something that they could have easily done is that they could have established that like oh barbie's like a really good gamer in the real world but once she's in the vi- video game she's inexperienced because she- i don't know like they could have made it so that she's sort of disconnected with like actual practical skills. Although that ends up getting into like sort of an anti video game message that but I don't know. Barbie doesn't really struggle yeah. in this movie. This... We'll get into <laughs> her quote unquote arc. I don't know. This movie is just hard to describe. Mm-hmm. Uh and but after was... so she ends up convincing uh convincing Teresa and not Ninja to let her win because once she wins, she can go to the next level. And also this racing sequence has my favorite moment where Barbie literally <laughs> jumps the shark. She jumps There's the first a giant, shark in the race jacket. Yeah. Just, to, just to hammer the joke home, uh, the dude is like, wow, Barbie jumped the shark. <laughs> So even the people writing this were aware that this that this was a turn <laughs> for the franchise, to say the least. I mean, yeah, I can't, I imagine that this is what I imagine happened. Like some executive at Mattel was like, "Listen, guys, them kids, they don't like Bobby no more. They like them YouTubers. They like them Let's Players. They like them K-pop." So. They like that, uh, that... They that, like uh, that Hatsune Miku. That, they like that, that, that Poo Dai Pie. Yeah, they like that Mark, Mark Uh, they like, they, they like that, the... Uh, ja- Jack Antiseptic Ointment. They like them, those grumpy gamers. <laughs> yeah, we they like the, uh... <laughs> they like that Sonic Fox. Oh, uh, God, if Sonic Fox did show up in this, this would be a very different movie. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised hey, this they is did. A, this is a 2017. They could have gotten a Pro Jared cameo in there. I mean, Pro Jared did. Oh my God, that does remind me of that one Nickelodeon sitcom that that one iCarly dude made about gamers. Oh, what was that called? Oh, yeah. There is there is something just kind of just kind of great of watching these like you know these like shows or sitcoms made by like forty year olds about the gamers. Yeah, <laughs> just... I uh, I don't know. It's it's such it's so weird. So they they get to the next level. The next level is a two D ish animated uh special isn't there like another like video game tv show like an animated one oh yeah glitch text yeah glitch text that's it actually 
Glitch Text is actually a pretty good show. Like, um, like it's actually when you watch it, it's pretty clear that it, the people who watched and who made it actually play certain video games. Like, a singular episode is just a parody of Castlevania. And that's the sort of game that you don't see generally parodied in these sort of, like, generic video game stories. There's, like, this princess... Is she a princess? I don't know. There's, like, someone in this tower, and there are squirrels throwing acorns at her. And it takes... This is the sequence that I felt dragged out the most because it's you look at it and I feel like even a child. Oh, they see it's like you could obviously see the screen on the big tower where you're supposed to match the jewels, and then it's like. Yeah, and it's just like also the okay. the sequence dedicates some time to like Barbie's friend just sitting around and doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, this thing has just so much padding, and, no and it's one very strong. This str- movie gives a shit. <laughs> Kinda, yeah! Yeah! So, once they ended up, like... It turns out the squirrels are, like, corrupted with the emoji virus. I guess that's a thing that can happen. And it takes them just an inordinate amount of time for Barbie to, like, realize, oh, I gotta match the gems in order to get the tower down because the girl in the tower is afraid of heights, and that's her... That's her trait. Emma, do you remember this character's name? Crystal. Because I remember when she said it, I thought like, wow, that's a basic name. Oh, the the Barbie movie wiki makes the special distinction that she is the only non-competitive NPC, which, yeah, I, I guess you're right. <laughs> oh, no, it's... Uh, I don't know. I think she's, I think she's meant to be like a Princess Peach analog or something. I don't know. But they rescue them. But oh no! All the emoji viruses are going all World War Z and like swarming around, and they have to run away. But the cloud. The only person who ever mentions the World War Z movie <laughs> <laughs> but but they but then uh the cutie cloud ends up summoning a car it suddenly becomes a car game which i i i don't there there was one part in this that just made me lose it where she's like but do you have a license? And he just winks at the camera. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but this just, like, in this movie, it was like a brief moment of clarity. Where it's, like, really? I don't clarity. Know. Like, clarity. Like, this movie is a shitpost. Like, literally. <laughs> this is a, I mean, this is a. It is a random confluence of events that are vaguely themed around video games, so yeah. Yep. It's I don't I don't. This movie don't dares know. you to find a meaning in it, but she, but it knows you will come up empty. So So yeah, after Cutie winks about maybe or maybe not having a driver's license, I don't know why that would be a thing in this video. You don't need a license to drive a 
car in a video game. Oh my god. But they end up... They end up driving, and they end up getting, like, these coins on the way, and it's just like, what does this have to do with the main puzzle? Like, what are the main mechanics of this game, guys? Like, I forget what they specifically do, but they manage to summon the portal to get to the next level. As we mentioned near the very beginning, this is a very reactive plot. The characters are not active in the, how this story actually progresses, and it ends up just not feeling very engaging. But as they're transitioning from one level to the next, there's like a second gate, like a bonus level. Uh, yeah, uh, speaking of uh, the cutie... The character cutie. I did not trust this this man. <laughs> the first time I mean, he seems really shady and secretive, and I was like expecting him to end up being some kind of villainous character. I mean, maybe which he it doesn't was, end up yeah. being, but like I don't know. He's kind of creepy. He's like all knowing, but he yeah. like, doesn't let in. The British accent knows. doesn't help. I know. I I felt very I felt very intimidated by this cloud man. He gave me Wheatley vibes. Oh, yeah, yeah, like... Yeah. In any other movie, if it wasn't a Barbie movie, he would, like... He would turn out to be, like, the villain, being like, be like I thought you I'm wanted to play the game, Barbie. I'm sorry, Why won't you I can't do that, Barbie. Yeah, yeah. I can't let you out of the fire pit. Then the game would be over, and we don't want that, would we? Yes, we shall play forever and ever. So, Barbie, don't you know, it was about ethics in video game journalism. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, they see this bonus level gate, and Cutie is telling her not to go in that. But Barbie's like, I have to warn the people there about the approaching glitches. Okay, so she does that, and... This bonus level is basically an one of those endless runners. Uh, like, oh god, it's like a temple run, but like with Tron aesthetics. And again, I want to emphasize that the actual like aesthetics of this movie are actually kind of cool. Like, you do actually get the impression that these are distinctly different video games, which makes it all the more confusing when they act when they say that they're just different levels, and it's like that's not how that works at all. <sighs> oh yeah. Also, there's a thing where every time Barbie beats a level, she gets like these little star things that let yeah her that program. represent yeah that represent code, and it's it's just like what what does the code do it clearly lets her mod the game but it she actually doesn't really go into much detail about how that sort of stuff really works and it's just i don't know it, it just ends up being very confusing so after but in this endless runner she meets a. Uh, Renee, no, not Renee. Uh, Maya and Chris. No, not Chris. What Maya was Maya's? And Gaia. 
Oh, God, you're right. Yeah, they're playing some uh, Tron-inspired Temple Run game. Yeah, and it's it's very weird. Like, I'm, the fact that they th- these are endless runner characters, seeing... I mean, in yeah, a video game... It that- would be a thing to mention that the games and displayed in this movie are very much like mobile game mm-hmm. stuff which I so mean, don't expect any uh any uh any uh, uh bio shock infinity train whatever <laughs> games in here so i mean i was low-key disappointed that they didn't try to do like some sort of fighting game parody because those are those are very easy to do. Like, you don't even have to do, like, an actual punch fighting thing. It could be a simple, like... Like, I could immediately picture this gag where the glitches assemble into a person. And Barbie's like, oh, what do I do now? And then suddenly the fighter health bars uh, emerge. And it's like, round one, Fight! And she's you know, like, I don't want to fight. And it's and it initiates, like, a chase scene. You know, Henry, I'm starting to think that the creators of this movie might not have been real gamers. Ugh. You know what? I bet they paid off those game journalists. They're trying Did to infiltrate Barbie video, video game games. Hero a good review. Ugh, collusion macha. Yeah, you know, uh, I, uh, you could... IGN, uh, gave this, uh, Barbie movie a, uh, a, a, a 8 out of 10. They said it really made you feel like being Barbie, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, anyway, Barbie ends up losing this bonus level, and she ends up feeling dejected, but because of it, like... She ends up getting some generic words of support from them, and they move on to the last, the next level, which is basically Minecraft. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, we got a mine. We got a Minecraft. You know what that means? Uh, Creeper. Oh God! Oh God. man. We way back in the Mars, got my pickaxe weaving from side to side, side to side. Okay, that's that's enough with that. I, I, uh, I, cause baby tonight, oh the my. creep is trying to steal our stuff again. <laughs> you know, sometimes it. I wonder, like. In a duo podcast, you usually have the zany one and the more level-headed one, and sometimes I wonder, which one am I? And I feel like it kind of, like, fluctuates with each week. This is definitely one of the, those weeks where I'm just, like... I'm just so... Hey, I'm just a humble Barbie movie reviewer. I do what sounds good to my heart at the time. Fair enough. Like this movie, I am inexplicable, unmotivated, <laughs> and hard to comprehend. Yeah, okay then, fair enough. So that once they're in the Minecraft world, like Barbie has the idea of making a portal back to the runner level. Because she realizes, oh, 
I shouldn't. I should go against the programming of this game and make my own story or something like that. And as a thematic beat, that's a bit confusing because the glitches are the result of going against programming. It's what, like, people who know about coding know that if you don't program something right, it can cause the whole system to just be completely non-functional. Like, that's why people will find, like, these little Easter eggs of, like, a single coffee mug, like, being spawned inside of this wall because if you remove the coffee cup the entire game just for some reason doesn't function i don't know like i said just like the movie no one cares well i mean it, it, it we it the movie doesn't care so much that we gloss over what should have been like a big twist because it turns out that the cutie cloud was the guy who made the glitches because everyone hated him because he was a tutorial thing. Which, I mean, that's so a funny enough joke. make some friends. Yeah. So, this is what you get when you don't pay attention to Navi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. The fact that... But, like, after this revelation happens, none of the characters care. None of the characters really comment upon it. Like, it's almost kind of funny because he keeps on, like, angsting about He's, it. like, oh, pouring his heart out and this. everyone's just like, oh, let's go fight the end dragon now. Like, they don't... Uh, it's it, They don't care. And, but, because... So, I'm pretty sure the writers of this movie were aware of what this movie was like yeah it i don't know but they ended up so they so they barbie goes back to the runner level and she takes some special minecraft blocks that when you tap them it makes like a single line sort of like a slide i don't know but she uses those blocks from a different part of the game in order to win this game and again yeah i shouldn't i mean i shouldn't try to figure out what sort of thematic meaning that could be but i don't know like you could have made this thing like oh hey genres are like you could have made a plot where the endless runner people would be like we don't do this because this is how the game's programmed or like the racer people were like oh, we have to do this because that's what racers do. And it could be like a whole thing where it's like, but instead of just following the programming, what do you want to do? Like, I just realized I'm just making Wreck-It Ralph again. Yeah. Listener, just watch Wreck-It Ralph. Not the sequel, though. No, it's no, don't, don't, don't. I'm not. Mm. Ralph is just a stupid idiot on a pile of bricks. <sighs> Rick at Ra Ralph 2 just squandered all the goodwill from that first movie. Anywho, but Barbie ends up rescuing Maya and Gaia with the help of Teresa, and now they're in Minecraft again, but oh, the glitches are back, and they gotta... First, they're like a big ball, and they try to run away. Honestly... A whole lot of nothing ends up happening for a while. They're kind of just like 
kind of running around and hiding in the Minecraft world. I kind of forget what they were kind of talking about. Like, I think they were vaguely mentioning like, oh, it's impossible to program around this. What do we do? Like, I don't know. But then Barbie has the idea of like, oh, if I make use this cupcake blaster power up and reprogram it, we can turn some of them into normal. So they go to this tree with all these portals in it. And it's like a whole MC Escher type dealie on the tree. Also, I forgot to mention, even though this world is like a Minecraft parody, it the aesthetics do feel kind of similar to that Crossy Road game. Yeah, yeah. It's more than Minecraft. I mean, it's clear that they were probably thinking like, well, we can't make them too overtly blocky or we might face some like lawsuits from Yang. I don't know. I can imagine... I mean, I certainly would not want to cross the creator of Minecraft, Hatsune Miku. Uh, but, yeah, it's... So they get so they go to this MC Escher tree, and uh, they end up, like, giving the glitch ball, like, the runaround, and they but they're able to fire off and make them all smiley emojis. But then, and I was thinking like, okay, I guess this is the end of the movie because... Yeah, at this point of the movie, we saw like the time and we still had 17 Yeah, and we were just like, what What else is there? Because they, they stopped the glitches and like they all learned the value of teamwork, which was the most basic thing that they kept on like reiterating throughout this movie in terms of a message of like trying to get Renee to like know how to play as a team like I mean you could have made this thing like a whole movie about like being a good sport and stuff because that's a definitely a thing that I think is a good lesson to teach kids especially when now that more and more of them are playing video games at such a young age and are like kind of steeped in sort of the gamer culture through like let's players and streamers online and i mean when you look at some of the biggest names in the gamosphere i'm just saying they they could use some more positive influences but uh but no so emma remind me again like what ends up initiating the the real climax like does just like a second one of these glitches just pop up? I guess like they like changed a lot of the glitches, but then there's like one left, a big one that combines into like, uh, like a person, just a big guy version of it. Yeah, and then Barbie gets out some code. She's like, "I know what to do," and she throws up just. She dance. basically codes in just dance into Minecraft, and the climax ends up being it just is, it, a just yeah. dance with them dancing to this song that has like clip art chihuahuas yeah like, so <sighs> they so this game it had a tie-in with just dance and 
it was a specific tie-in because they had a song called Chihuahua, uh, specifically spelled C-H-I-W-A-W-A. It was an alternate version by uh, Juanco Ni Meromero. The only sort of people that remember this song, uh, at least online, is because of Just Dance in this movie. Maybe this is just the English speaking regions of the world but yeah i don't know yeah and also we uh did some research after and just dance had a barbie tie-in in the yeah. game yeah where there was like an alternate like barbie like skin to yeah because it took place in the so. classic dream house while the uh dancer had like a blonde wig and like a barbie sweater and yeah. And let me tell you, some of the comments on that video are uh, pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. But while Barbie is facing off against the virus in the dance battle, she... I guess the virus kind of plays dirty. Well, initially, Barbie's still stuck as a Minecraft person, and because she can't bend her elbows and knees, she's not gaining as many points. And because of that, she uh, enlists Cutie to program her back into an anime girl, get her back to her true Hatsune Miku form. But Cutie's initially like, oh, but me programming the game was what got us into this mess. And she's just like, you can do it. Okay. And that's all it takes, and boop, she's back into an anime waifu. Um, uh, and because... Hatsune Miku saves the day again. Yeah, literally. Like, because all that happens then is that they just do a dance-off, and I mean, there are some hijinks where the monster's, like, blocking the dance prompts, but they end up fixing that pretty easily. But after that, it's just like, I then it, it's like a whole goodbye thing. Like they got that whole Wizard of Oz thing where it's like, oh, stay with us forever, Barbie. We'll miss you. But and she's like, oh, it's OK. I'll only be a couple of clicks away. And Teresa's just like, oh, Barbie, you're the first friend I ever had. And it's just like, what? What? <laughs> like, uh, uh, by what indication? I don't, don't. We don't know anything about you. What is existence? For yeah. These characters? Like, how are they? Alive? How are you? Like, uh, like we, like they talk about how they're NPCs. So, like theoretically, they have programmed behaviors. But, like, I don't know. It's it's just wild. I don't know what. I don't know what they're to make out of this. But because of that, Barbie returns to the real world and Barbie figures out, oh, I know what to do to fix my game. And she chats up her friends again and they mention that she's only been gone for 10 minutes. And Barbie's like, oh, I guess 10 minutes can seem like a long time when you're having fun. And it's just like... The new season of Black Mirror sucks. 
But yeah, I mean, after Barbie ends up beating the level with her friends, Chelsea comes back in and Barbie decides that, you know what, I am going to play Just Dance with you, Chelsea. And the last two minutes of the movie are just Barbie dancing this choreography again with all of the characters. And it... It's just uncom uncomfortable just seeing this very, like, gaudy and over-the-top dancing from this all the while, like... Yeah, we get a dance party ending, bringing back the just dance yeah, like, again. I don't... So, to really hammer home that product yeah it, it ain't subtle like i don't want to be too harsh on wanko ni mero mero like i I'm, i hope you made your money in this track but i don't know i feel like there's a reason why my taste in asian uh music is more like in the more subdued types of J pop and rock and K pop and rock. I don't know. It just it just kind of overloads your senses a bit. Yeah, this movie you see it with your eyes, you hear it with your ears. You sit there in profound experience as you really take in the colors and the emotions the, the lack of emotions that this film instills in your brain yeah and you are left with the feeling emptier than you did before yep that feels pretty apt in other words i give this movie two Vials of gamer girl bathwater out of five. Oh, God. Well, if I'm going to stay true to my gamer roots, I'm going to give this the worst possible rating a gamer can expect on a new AAA video game, which is a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, man. Um, the Kotaku in action is going to get... Oh man, they're going to be so mad, but I'm sorry. I've got to be objective and just bring down that Metacritic store by a single percentage. Uh, does anyone else think that Barbie Video Game Hero is kind of SJW? <laughs> I mean, like, there's a female character and she's got oh purple hair. Wombs uh, much? Feminism much. Oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> What this is an experience. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to think that this is the second to last of the most recent Barbie so, movies. We will continue to be fed with Barbie content. Yes. So much Barbie content. I've seen so many Barbie movies now, Henry. I can't go back to the I way mean, I was before. I mean, do you want to go back? You know... It does a great burden on a person to have to see the full truth of the world by watching all I the mean, Barbie I mean, I suppose so, but to live in ignorance feels like a very irresponsible thing. I mean, it is only through knowledge yeah. and 
critical understanding that you can gain a better insight and use said knowledge in order to make things better for the world around us. Oh yeah, uh, we've done a, we've done a civic duty here, Henry. Sure, watched, I, I wasn't uh, going there. Barbie video okay. game hero. <laughs> So you don't have to. So, thank you for joining us once again in the pink aisle. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed us. All you gamer guys and gals uh, are... It, <laughs> all you gamer guys and gals out there, if you want to support the things we do, Emma, you do writing. Where can people follow you on? Yeah, I've written Where... stuff for the Shield. Yeah, I have a Twitter account. You can read them if you want. Yeah, it at Emma Corey Nine. Don't, that's okay. Yeah. And yep. as for me, I'm I'm gonna get Emma Corey <laughs> one day. Oh, and I I hope you do. Just you wait. I hope you do. But uh, until, oh yeah, I should plug my things. <laughs> so. Uh, as for me, listener, uh, if you enjoy uh, the stuff on this, again, uh, tweet at us at Pink Owl Pod or uh, give us a rating on your podcast platform of choice. And uh, yeah, you can also follow me on Twitter at Kathman Henry, uh, my Tumblr portfolio, henrykathman.tumblr.com and youtube.com slash henrykathman for some of my latest video essays as well as my patreon if you want to help me pay my bills we got uh you can access a lot of exclusive stuff for one dollar a month and uh you'll be doing a great help to the show uh so yeah uh emma if you hmm <laughs> I think it's time we uh we put the epic gamer to rest. Like the end of Mice and Men. It's for the good of everyone. Uh there's one other thing that has to be said. <sighs> the phrase it's just a game is such a weak mindset. You're okay with what's happening? Losing imperfection of a craft. When you stop getting angry after losing, you've lost twice a room. There's always something to learn, and always learn for improvement. Never settle. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. <laughs> All right, see you later. Bye. What was that a reference to?